Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Matt Chat. That's right. It's the Sunday edition of Going In Raw, where we ask our uh, supporters there on patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson uh, for their input, for their video questions uh, that we can debate over and uh, provide definitive answers for. Uh, that's on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. At the $20 a month and up mark, you too can have your video question answered right here on Matt Chat. At uh, the $0 amount, you can uh, watch it for free. Correct. Completely free. $1 a month uh, gets you the show. Uh, wait, no. Is it 5 gets you early access? Yes, and then $1. No adver- advertisements. Yeah, no ads. So that's cool. In the audio realm, too. Anyways, I'm talking about that way too much. You are. Big week in wrestling. All Elite Wrestling confirmed. Rally uh-huh. happened. Yeah. Lots of big signings. Of course. Uh, and Pac. so, obviously, a Pac. And so, obviously, we have a lot of questions. Uh, now, uh, two of our Matt Chatters. Uh, seemingly, we're completely on the same page. They answer, they ask pretty much uh, the same question. Yeah, Andy Nero and Zenith sixty four. We're mm-hmm. gonna run these questions back to back because Correct. they're kind of the same, more or less. It's about another big signing in all elite wrestling, not Pac. Let's see what they have to say. Hey, friendos, it's uh, Andy Nero here, the heel that makes good points. Back with another match check question, and uh, I'd like to ask: uh, Has Chris Jericho burnt bridges with the WWE permanently? given that he's now signed for AEW. Um, obviously, he said in the past that he'd never compete in the US against Vince, and now it seems as though he's going to be. Um, could this potentially cost him his Hall of Fame induction, or do we actually think that uh, Vince is not quite that petty and just sees it as good, heartfelt competition? Anyway, too sweet. Hi, handshake. Shoulder link. Take care. Bye. Salutations, friendo. So now that AEW is officially a thing and Chris Jericho has recently signed with AEW, does that mean that no more Chris Jericho in WWE? No more matches or, you know, no more appearances besides maybe a Hall of Fame, maybe like maybe like in Raw 25 where he had a backstage segment with Elias. How uh, extended can uh, he be involved with WWE now? Because he's almost towards the end of his career as well. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Andy Nero and Zena64. Synergy, Larson. The Matt Chatters are starting to, to synergize in the heads, apparently. Yes. Anyways, it's a good question, though. Chris Jericho, uh, even as uh, recently as like a year ago, when he first went to New Japan yeah. uh, for his match against uh, uh, Kenny Omega. Correct. He said, I'm, I'm probably not going to wrestle in North America. I don't want to step on Vince's toes. Vince kind of, I think if I remember correctly, gave him kind of a blessing, or at least he didn't say, ah. Yeah, he said it was kind of all right the first time, but then I think subsequent times Vince was a little cool on the idea. Yeah, so Chris Jericho was basically like, I'm kind of just going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But basically, he's not really into burning bridges, basically. But he is very into doing what he wants to do. Yes. And this is obviously something he really wants to do. Yes. Uh, so it's a good question. What do you think? Permanently, do no. you think? The bridge is burned. Uh, Vince can hold the grudge. I mean, just look at the response WWE had, Vince had to Jericho signing um, within a matter of hours. 
probably minutes, um, they had uh, Jericho's profile on WB.com move to the alumni section. And more telling, perhaps, is the one shot of him in the, the show open graphics package they run before every little bit of their programming. Uh, his shot, Jericho's shot, him with the list was replaced by a shot of Cesaro. There is an element of uh, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend breaking up. Oh, it's very petty. If, if you're this like is very in, petty. in your teenage years, like a high school romance. This is, is very, with. it's very petty. Yeah. I mean, you're going to erase Jericho's contribution to your company. Like you can't keep that one shot in there. Just one, one shot. Anyways, regardless, here's in, the thing. In Hogan in the opener. Yeah. He's, <laughs> a, he's the first shot. It's him body slamming uh, Andre. Yeah, that's right. Um, here's the thing. Vince will hold the grudge unless he sees an opportunity to make money out of mending that relationship. So in a few years' time, if Jericho is once again a free agent, still, I guess, probably in his mid, uh, early 50s, looking to make an impact in the wrestling business, uh, Vince sees a money-making opportunity for himself, heck yeah, he'll approach Jericho. He'll welcome him back. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, it, you're, you're right. I just, I kind of wonder, number one, I don't know if we'll ever get the answer to this. Maybe Dave Meltzer might know right now how long Jericho's contract is with all elite wrestling. Mm. Because you're right, it'll it'll be that long. Um, now, we've heard, like, they're they're signing, like, you know, multi-year deals. Some up to, I think, isn't like Cody and the Bucks, like five, five years, year deals? Yeah. That might be different from the other wrestlers simply because yeah, I would suspect. they're vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I don't know. I, I think that, you know, obviously what you said is completely true. I think Chris, especially Chris Jericho guy who has been very careful to sort of navigate these solo waters um, as carefully, I think, as can be expected. Yes, yes, and he seems to know how to talk to Vince. He does. Yeah, absolutely. He does. And Vince seems to like him. Yes. Um, so I think permanent's a long time. I guess my only, my only reservation about the question at hand is... Uh, how much longer is Vince going to be around, you know? Yeah. Um, and even then, I think if you're talking about WWE, he'll still be fine because I think Triple H is, again, the kind of guy who likes to likes to make money for the company. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, they understand business, and this is a business move for Chris Jericho. Um, and so, you know, if, if Vince, if something happens to Vince over the next three years or two years or however long Jericho is signed to All Elite Wrestling, um, that might be, I mean, if you want to talk permanent then that i mean that could be the case maybe the the bridge was burned permanently with vince if yeah you, you know yeah uh but i think vince is going to be around for a while yes so i i don't think it's going to be a problem but it is it is pretty telling that you know i mean i understand i totally get moving him to the alumni section it's like okay well hold on a second he's not an active Fine. competitor anymore alumni yeah it makes sense that makes sense but removing him from the opening the intro thing petty that's petty man petty. that's just petty and seemingly right away Right away. Petty. Yeah. Completely yeah. petty. They didn't wait like a couple of months to do it. No, they just did it right away. They probably had it ready. Uh, and, you know, that that might have been less of a deal. Number one, it was right away. But also combined on the same day as the All Elite Wrestling shirts thing where, you know, security was told to, to turn away anybody wearing an AEW shirt. Petty. It's all just one big ball of petty. Yeah. It uh, sucks. <laughs> Thank you, Alvarez. You're welcome. Uh, next, uh, Joshua, the dynamic night Martinez, has a question about other promotions' uh, ability to survive in an all-elite wrestling world. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. So, AEW officially announced 
Uh, it's an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan, as I'm pretty sure everyone is saying. But with such a big company on the horizon, with a lot of good people behind it and a lot of money behind it, there is a possibility that a company might go down. So this might be a tough one, but what's one wrestling company you think might have to fold? Um, Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, you know, all Evolve, all those other companies. Which one of those do you think will have to call it quits? Thanks, Randos. Thank you, Joshua Martinez. Thank you, Joshua Martinez. In an all-elite world, which company might not survive? I hate saying this. I, I don't like, number one, I don't like to think about, actually, your answer, I don't mind, because those contracts are just ridiculous. And they were pretty ridiculous. However... Look, man, this company is stacked with talent, but they can't seem to catch a break in the business world. It seems like every single year, Impact Wrestling is dealing with some setback, which prevents the company from really gaining and building upon whatever buzz they may establish uh, in the short term. So I'm in my case, it's, I'm going to say Impact Wrestling. I think that you know, they just made this this move to the Pursuit channel. A lot of people seem to be excited about the move to Twitch. It's just if the money doesn't come rolling in some way, somehow, they're not going to be able to afford all the amazing talents they have on their roster. Um, you know, word came in that or a rumor uh, went flying that they were trying to offer the Lucha Brothers six figure high six figure contracts and then all elite is trying to you know triple that amount. That was just a rumor we heard. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, a lot of those people, uh, 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 Ethan Page, Jordan Grace, Brian Cage, they were all at All In. We know that's who All Elite was targeting, the people that were all out All In. They're all under impact contracts. I mean, I you know... It, Who's to say that they're not going to be at first chance they can <laughs> walking away mm -hmm. from Impact? Which, mm -hmm. if Impact stays alive, uh, you know that would open up uh, spots for them to bring in more good talent, which yeah. they seem to be doing very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just looking at you know how much of the wrestling pie is out there, all Elite's product. I don't. Neither of us knows what it's going to look like, but. If it's available in the homes of TBS and TNT, that's where people are going to be tuned oh, yeah. into. Oh, yeah. And Impact is going to be, you know, they're going to go another notch down in mm -hmm. comparison. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of great Impact fans out there. I really hope the company survives. Um, it's just another place for workers to work. But they need to get their business in order because being on the Pursuit channel. Ain't going to cut it. I, I, I just don't see how it will. I really don't. Yeah. Um, as bad as Impact has struggled uh, recent years in terms of viewership, Lucha Underground's fared worse. Yeah. I think they don't even get 100,000 viewers I think one of their episode. last episodes got like 68,000, yeah. something like that. Um, I've heard they, they hemorrhage money. It's insanely expensive. Uh, no word yet on season five whether it's going to happen or not. Yeah. Um, I think there was an interview with one of the producers that said if it does, it's going to be kind of a reboot, mm -hmm. which would lead one to believe that maybe they're going to free themselves up from some of these long-term, probably very expensive deals they signed with all these talents. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing, though. Lucha Underground already struggled immensely yeah. with the competition that's been in front of them. Add AEW to the mix. Uh, promotion that's going to have a lot of hype behind it. If it airs Tuesday nights, the day before Lucha Underground airs. 
I mean, there's only so much wrestling people can generally watch. Yeah. And people are as good as Lucha Underground's product is, and it is very good. I mean, people are be people are gonna be excited about All Elite if it's gonna be on TNT, TNT or TBS. Yeah. That's it's and and Impact. We've said several times, how do they stay in business? It seems like inevitability. They're gonna go out of business in any moment, and yet they persist. They we, survive. Yeah, we've seen. We've seen. <laughs> so I would put my money on them surviving. Oops. Um. But you know, I don't. I don't know. You know, it's 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 never it's never a bet that you feel great about placing. Yeah, no. So, but no, I, I truly truly hope they do. I hope that they're able to you know to to keep on signing up good talent. Put keep on putting on a good product. I'll probably mm-hmm. check them out Friday night. Um, maybe the move to pursuit in Twitch will, as Don Callis says, lead to a more edgier, sexier product. Something different, yeah. you know, something yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and if it leads to that, then that's great. I, I have faith in Don maybe Callis. Maybe it's just kind of a stopgap move to have a TV home and a broadcast home on Twitch until mm-hmm. something else comes along. Yeah. yeah. Maybe all leak goes to TNT or TBS and does really well, and then other uh, cable networks are going to be more optimistic about the possibilities. That's, uh, that's a good of, point of view, yeah. Of, of wrestling on television. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it seems like AEW could potentially be a death knell for for all these other promotions on TV. But the flip side of that is if they do really well on their broadcast spot, it could encourage other uh, cable uh, outlets to, uh, to get wrestling on their, on their station. Here's another, here's another take on that sort of a similar point. Uh, people who are so used to WWE product, try out all elite wrestling. Wow. This is really good. I didn't know wrestling could be like this. What else is out there like this? Yes. They could look at impact, you know, because that's then at that point, Impact Ring of Honor is then, you know, the next biggest sort of widely available. Mm-hmm. I mean, to anybody on Twitch, yeah. widely available product um, with with some pretty decent uh, production value and some really great names. Yeah. So it could be also if they get a prominent spot, it could be like a gateway program exactly. to other stuff like exactly. Impact and hopefully it'll boost them up. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, next, we got a question from Devin the Dude. Devin the Dude. Let's see what Devin the Dude has to say. Do you think WWE is taking this too lightly, or their fans are taking it too lightly? That oh, WWE will will never be um, beaten at the top, or never have real competition over the next few years. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, all it takes is one really bad year in the ratings and everything like that, and um, and with some. Big names making jumps, especially in that women's division with some of the things that came out of the rally. But what do you guys think? Thank you, Devin the Dude. Thank you, Devin oh, the Dude. Yeah. There's going to be danger of of talents wanting to go from WWE to All Elite Wrestling. Oh, yeah. There is. Because let's see. So what is what is the more than anything, what are the two things WWE has to offer that no other promotion has to offer? Platform? Yeah. Money? Yeah. Um, what we learned from the rally yesterday, Cody said, we're going to pay our wrestlers. Yeah. You'd think, on average, that would be competitive with WWE contracts, potentially. Granted, WWE probably has a larger uh, amount of resources to throw their way. Nonetheless, it's going to be relatively competitive, I think. I mean, if they're, gonna willing, to, if they're willing to 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 counter Impact's high six-figure deal for the Lucha Brothers with something triple what they previously offered – they have money at their disposal. For big names, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about, from talents jumping from WWE to, to All Elite. Yeah, but once you get the mid-card, it's, it's not going to be there. Well, let me finish. There. Let okay. me finish. Go ahead. Um, in terms of platform, if All Elite can get their TV deal on TNT or TBS, um, granted, it's, it's, it's an upstart new venture, 
so it won't have the 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 the, the, the fan base at the ready on the same scope as WWE. Nonetheless, that is a platform. What are the advantages working for All Elite? We've heard talk of them providing health insurance for their wrestlers. That is a ways off. No, I know, but that's but, they, but Tony Khan talked about that yesterday after the rally. Yeah, so did Matt Matt Jackson. Yeah, he said they mentioned so did Cody. It's, 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 it's something they're talking off. about. Um, the lighter schedule. Tony that's Khan again talked about that. Um, gosh, there's one other thing too. Anyways, those are two pretty significant things. If you can get, if you can make comparable money, uh, working a much lighter schedule. And with the possibility of doing something vibrant and creative and interesting without the restrictions that WWE may put on you as a wrestler, I could see that being as really attractive. It's possible. It's too early to tell. The jury still is way too early oh to tell. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it just takes one, it takes one person. It takes one person defecting, man. Like Lex Luger? Yeah. Yeah. Puffy shirt, Mall of America. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll put it this way. Oh, I, sorry, I will put sorry, it this sorry. way. There's one point I want to make. At this point, WWE is already pretty much overstuffed with talent. Like, there's going to be a critical mass at some point where WWE is going to sign up so many people, and they're like, okay, we don't know what to do with everybody. We just don't know what to do with everybody. And so what are these, what are these talents going to do? Are they going to be cool sitting there on the sideline collecting their, their downside guarantees? Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Working the occasional house show? The guys... So right now, let's 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 rattle off. Let's let's break this down. Let's rattle off five names who are underutilized in the WWE right now. Five names that are underutilized. Finn Balor. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He should be universal Finn, champion. Finn is one of their. He was the first one. Finn Balor. I, it boggles my mind whenever anybody says complains about Finn Balor in WWE. He's got. He's he's constantly featured. He is. But he's not champion, Steve. He should have all the titles. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, look, I'm not booking the show. However, I can say he's got a massive platform, uh, which he uses, by the way, for, yeah, for obviously right. for some issues that he's very into. Bobby Roode. He's a tag champion right now. Oh, come on. He's a tag champion but right now. He was NXT champion. Yeah, but that, this is like the first. Do I you think Bobby Roode. Decent storyline he's had since he's been on the main roster. Do you think Bobby Roode worked 20 years to get to the WWE to make that big WWE paycheck, and I guarantee you, he's making a, he's a making good dollar money. there. Yeah, yeah. He's making decent money there. Do you think he's making to more? Then go back. Do you think he's making more in WWE now than he did in Impact when he was making the most? Yes, because he was making like six hundred thousand dollars in Impact. He's making more than that in WWE. We'll I will guarantee because he was a high-profile signing. Here's the thing: he though. was a big deal from a creative standpoint. They ain't doing anything interesting with Bobby Roode. And he don't give a damn. I don't know, man. He got the dude, I will guarantee you, he got there. He's a tag team champion right now yeah, with the, a fantastic upside of a partner. Oh, he is. They, they are basically Sammy handing Zane. him the tag division. Sami Zayn. Is Sami Zayn a needle mover for you, though, ratings-wise? I maybe like Sami Zayn a lot. Here's the thing. I, maybe for WWE, maybe not. For All Elite, maybe. And again, you're looking at a guy who busted his butt for 15 years mm -hmm. to go back down to All Elite Wrestling. But I don't, I don't know. Depends on. I, I don't. I don't. It was his dream. Him I and Kevin Owens' I understand. dream to go there. So you, we're looking. We're looking at names. But we always, like Ty Dillinger, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, Ty Dillinger's not going anywhere. He's in, he's in WWE for life, man. 
As long as he, as long as he, he was in developmental be, for twenty five years, he's not long, going in. You're right. As long as he can be, I, dude, I just don't think that the names are there. I mean, you mentioned Bobby Roode, and I just, I don't see it. The roster of two hundred five live that isn't Cedric, Buddy Murphy, Drew Cool. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there are names in WWE, but name me a, a needle mover who would. Go back down to All Elite Wrestling. I don't know why you say go back down. Because it's a step down. Depends what your ambitions are, man. We see someone like Pac, who we heard is not like, he's not a, he's like money doesn't drive him. There's people who are in this industry for, granted, yeah, they want to get paid for their work. There isn't another Pac on this roster. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I'm looking, you look at the roster, 300 strong. Or what is it now? Yeah, it's like 280 something. But like if if when Bob Roode's a free agent in two years, whenever it is, and All Elite's built up, they got their TV home on TBS, very funny, and uh, and you know they're running quarterly pay per views in arenas, and they're doing good gates. If they're if they're if they're pulling in a million and a half viewers a week, what did Impact do at its best? I think it was the Hogan episode. Mm. Maybe it was the I forget what I don't it know. was. I think they got like a million, million five, something maybe, like that. Maybe. maybe. If they're doing that every week, then then what you're saying is a distinct possibility. Then they might be able to poach. Until they get that TV spot and those kinds of ratings, and that company is stable, selling merch left and right, creating these, these selling killer merch. shows. Selling merch ain't going to be a problem, apparently. <laughs> well, that's true. They got, they got that <laughs> got that on lock. Um, putting on these like... Takeover level shows. Shelton Benjamin. Again, I love Shelton. Needle mover? Not quite. He could be for All Elite, though. Booked right? He could be. I love Shelton. Shelton next Benjamin, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, like I said, look, I'm willing to accept that it's a possibility. Oh, nice. Mother-in-law's making mac and cheese for everyone. Yes. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens confirmed All Elite Wrestling. Busted his Confirmed. butt for 20 years yeah. to get to the WWE. But here's the thing. Here's another, uh, Selling merch. Here's another aspect, too. Bob Roode, he's in his early 40s. I like we're fighting over one name, Bob Roode. <laughs> well, I think he's a decent example of someone. Yeah, he's a tag champion. But the Raw, the raw tag titles honestly don't really mean anything right now. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because the division's not very good. When you say that they're, they're stacked with talent, you and I have both said that there needs to be some sort of pressure release. Yeah. You know? But I think that's going to come with guys who wouldn't be interested in all elite wrestling. Randy Orton's going to retire at some point. Dolph oh, he's Z- got another 10 years in him. Oh, I know, dude, but he really should retire. I love Randy, too, but we do need new faces. Yeah. I mean, Dolph Ziggler's making a million five. Yeah. He's not going to make a million five in all elite. No, he's, they wouldn't pay him that much. They wouldn't. No. And he's not a needle mover anyway. No, he's not a needle mover. But like Bob Roode, for example, let's bring this up. He's in his early 40s. Yeah. Um, when we met him that one time, what was his disposition? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. So polite and so professional. Great. Just looked tired. He seemed very tired. They, I think it was like his first, wasn't it like right after it got called up? It was up? pretty quickly thereafter. Yeah, within the first month, month and a half. Yeah. And I think it was probably supposed to be his usual day off. Instead, yeah. he had to go to this promotional thing. So you got someone like Bob Roode, who's made a, he knows he's been WWE for two, three, four, five years. Yeah. He's made himself some good money. Yeah. You got a family. Oh, man. Mrs. Roode wants that money rolling in. And on top of that, on top of that, these people who have been married so long, 
they're used to being apart as long as they are. They probably wouldn't even want to be around each other. I knew you were going to say that too. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. Um, There's there's one name on there. What if it's this situation? And for some reason, his name is the only one is the one that always comes up. Rusev, we always hear about him. Oh, being unhappy. Being unhappy. Yeah, but he always pokes fun at that on Twitter. So I don't think that's the case. But if there's somebody out there who's always, you know, who's because here's the thing, they're signing these guys now who've been around forever, <laughs> and their dream has always been get to WWE. So why would they leave at that point? You know. So I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. at the end of the day, it's a business, and yeah, their dream may have been to WWE. But if they get to WWE and realize or think there might be greener pastures elsewhere, I don't know if the allure of WWE is what it probably was before they got there now that they're there yeah maybe you're right maybe. they realize that it's like oh week to week nothing's you know, planned out it's a mess here yeah the paycheck's great schedule sucks you know what tony khan should i'm be on doing? tv like twice a, twice a month what listen to this this is what tony khan should be doing hmm. whenever they have a taping go to catering instagram some of the delicious what do you call it? Bone in. Oh, bone in prime rib. Prime rib. Have yeah, the juiciest of prime the rib. The largest standing rib roast. And try to out cater. Human eyes I've ever seen. Try to out cater WWE. There you go. That'll draw. That'll draw yeah. big names. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's all it's all the perks. All the benefits, man. That's what's going to draw people. Well, let's look at what got. I love that we're taking so long on this question, by the way. Um, what created all elite wrestling in the first place? Bitter Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Right? Cody yeah. Rhodes, who is like, screw you. I'm going to show you what we can do. Yeah. Okay. They're, they they used to do that. They used to mistreat people a lot. And I just feel like there's not... Who's Stardust right now? Who's so, like, bummed out with how they're being handled right now? Like, maybe Almas? Yeah, we heard he was disgruntled. Maybe Almas, right? Well, like Bo Dallas or Curtis Axel. Okay, right. The Revival. The re- yeah. I mean, the Revival are probably up there in terms of names, but they're about to get those tag titles. Yeah, maybe. I, I feel like they, they got... There is such a spotlight on them. They're about to start being treated really nicely. I mean, the ascension, that's the problem is that if, you, if you're not treated great, I mean, like Tyler Breeze, you can make a start at Tyler mm-hmm. Breeze. The problem is if a dude like Rusev shows up in AEW and all of a sudden he's going by some weird other name, like his real name, yeah. there's some of the luster's off because you can't chant Rusev Day. That stuff, that stuff matters to something. Yeah, I know. You know. All of sanity. <laughs> yes, all of sanity. That's perfect. That's great. Yeah, all of sanity. Hey, look, man. The club. I, look, you know what? <clears throat> they try to I, buy their happiness by giving them a, the botch club on the network. But. I, I honestly, hey, those guys seem happy. I honestly do hope. I honestly do hope that AEW is able to poach some big names. You know why? Because it's going to force WWE into exactly. booking some it great makes product. The business better. It does. I hope they're able to do that. I really do. I really do. This. And it makes our product better. Say Cody was the Cody of what, 2014, before he got released, 2015, whenever it was, was in WWE now and was doing the Stardust thing. Because to his credit, whenever he's on camera, he was into it. He oh, was yeah, doing dude. his job to the yeah, fullest. Would you suspect that in any way he was disgruntled? That he wanted to explore greener pastures? He had a really good poker face. That's what I'm saying. I think there might be a lot of talents that were in that, that camp, man. That's actually a good point, but we got to move on. Yep. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, Next up, we've got the enforcer himself, Stevie Bradley. Let's see what he has to say about AEW titles. Hey, friendos. It's the enforcer here. Got a question about AEW. Now, we just saw the rally that they had, and you see Pac signed, Jericho signed. But what I'm wondering is championships. Are we just going to have the standard names for championships, like heavyweight champion, light heavyweight tag? Um, Any chance we get some cool names for their titles, like the Dave Meltzer title, the never overweight championship, the... I don't know. Friendo title? I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? What can we name these titles that isn't so generic? Thanks, guys. Too sweet. Party handshake. Thank you, The Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. Stevie Bradley. Oh, man. Listen to some of these title names. Oh, like hit that. me. Cody Rhodes. What's he best known for? His dad, Dusty Rhodes. Death the baby. So the main title, heavyweight title, is going to be called the Dream Championship. All right. Because they're all about dreaming big. Yeah. And changing worlds and stuff. The, all right. Change the world title. There you go. <laughs> and then you've got, instead of the Gift of the Gods, Gift of the Pharaoh title. Okay. Because it's the dog, dog named Tom Dog Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yes, yes. And then instead of Money in the Banks, Money in the Bank, Money in the Bucks. All right. Because bank, bucks, yeah. dollar bills, they start, bucks, they start but the young same bucks. letter. Yeah. Um, but also bucks means dollars yeah. and young bucks. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm all in for the Meltzer title. Yeah, they, yeah, that's yeah. You good. gotta do that. That's also, good. like if they have some sort of X division, mm-hmm. then you can call it the killing the business belt. Yeah, but I kind of like the Meltzer title for the X division because that's where the great matches are held. The Dave Meltzer killing the business belt. There you go. Mashup. Dave Meltzer killing the business belt. That's it. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Can't really say that five times fast though. Dave Meltzer killing the business belt. That's Dave Meltzer slow. killing the business belt. Dave Meltzer killing the business belt. Dave Meltzer killing the business belt. Uh, so yeah, those are all good names for titles. I don't know what they're gonna. They're probably just gonna. The they're probably just gonna. Cody have, seems like a bit of a traditionalist. Yeah, AEW championship. Yeah, I think that's what it's gonna be, and then AEW women's championship. Yeah, probably what it's gonna be. And tag championships. And <laughs> they might just call those the Young Bucks championships. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Young Buck belt. Or whoever. Who do they want to? Uh, what are they called? The Golden Hearts. Is that what they're called? The Great oh, Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah, Hearts yeah, or yeah. Golden Hearts. Great Hearts, I think. The Great Hearts. Yeah, they're just gonna put the titles in them. It's obvious. Matt's, Matt's huge on them. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we've got Thayer Thabata. Question from Thayer Thabata. Let's see what Thayer Thabata has to say. Hey, guys. My question for this week is, was letting Cody Rhodes go the biggest mistake WWE has made in the past decade or two? Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. This really should be an episode of Count Out Top 10 Mistakes that WWE has made over the last two decades. That's a good idea. We can write that down. All right. Uh, Cody is in the top 10. He's in the top 10. 
uh, Cody being released is definitely the inciting incident of all this. Yeah, true. Without Cody being released, uh, I don't know if AEW ever happens. Probably not. Without without Cody being disgruntled, so they needed to use him better. Um, what what's what do you think Cody's actual ceiling in WWE should have been? Remember that bit when uh, uh, Dusty, yeah, D- the authority was going strong, and Dusty came out. Remember that? Am I imagining things? Where uh, Big Show about when he when he when Dusty joined the NWO? No, no. When didn't Big Show punch Dusty on he, episode of Raw? That, that could have happened. They had a uh, Goldust and Cody get involved in the whole authority storyline. My memory is so bad. That's possible. Yeah, um, look it up. And uh, when Cody and uh, Goldust were tag champions. Okay. Um, if they could have got Cody involved to the in the authority angle, here's the thing. Imagine Cody takes Dolph's place in that uh, Survivor Series match. Okay, sure. Comes yeah. In. Uh, Dolph got a really massive pop then. But if they'd spent months building up Cody as you know someone for the authority to really reckon with, and he had won that match... That really could have been a springboard for something huge for him. Could Cody, you, when you look at Cody, when you see Cody, do you see WWE championship material? Yeah, right here. Sometimes you need to see it. Okay, cool. Sometimes you need to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I suppose, possible. It's from 2013. I'll put it this way. I think that Cody's ceiling is higher, should have been higher than Dolph's. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And I think Dolph, I mean, Dolph was a world champion. Um, he wasn't the most convincing one. Um, so, yeah, I could have seen Cody as like a top guy. He certainly has the charisma for it. Mm-hmm. So I could have seen it. I mean, he was, dude, when he was doing the dashing Cody Rhodes and then the the mask thing. Hand up paper bags to people. Yeah, that, that was stuff. That's all good stuff. That was such solid upper mid card on the way to world title guy mm-hmm. stuff. So His yeah, tag team with uh, Sandow, Road Scholars was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were really good. So I think yeah, I think that was probably up there. I don't think it's the biggest mistake, but I'd, I'd consider it top ten of the past two decades. Yeah, because that I mean ten over twenty years is a long time. Yeah, you know, I mean you've got number one is probably they they should have had a wellness policy well before they did. Yeah, they should. That's probably number one. Uh, the booking of Roman Reigns. Um, that has probably been I could see. I mean, in terms of creative blunders, probably been number two. Uh, what else? Past twenty years, so it takes us to end of the oh, the invasion angle. <laughs> uh, was that that's around twenty years ago? Yeah. yeah, that's within the last twenty years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was sort of thinking like two thousand and two. So like yeah, last fifteen years. Yeah. If we're going back twenty years, I don't know. I could probably name some bigger mistakes because like all I mean you know look I'll put it this way five years from now that. Might climb to the top three. Potentially. <laughs> depends how AEW does. That's basically, yeah. This could be all about nothing. Or it could yeah. be all about something. Yeah. You know. If in 15 years' time, WWE's out of business and AEW's ruling the wrestling world. Well, it'd be number one mistake then. Yep. It'd be number one mistake. Yep. Next, Richard Morris. Ooh. New Matt Chatter. Yeah. How are new, we gonna, new Matt Chatter. New Matt Chatter. How are we going to get to Ronda and Becky at Mania? He has a good idea. Yeah, so let's see what he has to say. Hey, Stephen Larson. This is Richard Morris with his first ever Matt Chat question. With Becky Lynch now challenging Asuka at the Royal Rumble, what do you think is a better scenario? Ronda screwing Becky again, um, so she loses at the Rumble. Becky re-entering the Rumble, wins it, challenges Ronda. 
Or do you think it would be better if Becky now screws Ronda, Sasha picks up that title, Ronda then enters the Rumble, wins it, challenges Becky, this gets her over onto SmackDown for the Fox move, in addition to kickstarting the uh, feud with Becky going into uh, WrestleMania season. Let me know what you think. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Richard Morris. Thank you, Richard Morris. Um, so I sort of zoned out when he was giving his fantasy book situation, but I think what I have written here is kind of similar to yeah, what he's saying. Yeah, it is pretty I'm not similar. mistaken. Yes. Uh, I like this. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I don't like this. Becky wins. Here's the thing I don't like about Becky winning. This is the thing I don't like about your scenario. The thing I don't like about Becky winning is that it means Oscar has to lose, and I simply don't like that. Um, however, uh, I'm not going to worry about Oscar right now. Becky wins. Ronda loses, enters herself in the Rumble. The thing that I like about that is that it forces Ronda into being active. Uh, I guess you can call it proactive. I forget. Uh, but it forces Ronda into forcing her way into the match with Becky at WrestleMania. Ronda gets into the Rumble, wins the Rumble, and it. we just see a new side of Ronda who sort of she gets handed opportunities. She's the champion, and then she just beats everybody. It's kind of just sort of a very passive title run where if she is chasing something, I think it's more interesting. Um, but go ahead and, and reiterate your suggestion oh, yeah. from our SmackDown yeah, review I earlier in the SmackDown week. Because this is good. So uh, somebody, Becky, Charlotte, or both of them, costs Ronda the belt at the Rumble. Sasha wins. And of course, Sasha and Bailey, friends, probably future women's tag title holders. Um, and then uh, somebody costs Becky the match against Oscar, so Oscar retained, whether it be Charlotte or Ronda again, as a retribution of what maybe happened earlier in the night. So out of the Rumble, we have Sasha and Oscar as women's champions for the respective brands, and we have Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda all without titles. So you don't have to worry about Becky or Charlotte or Becky and Charlotte winning the Rumble to justify the match with Ronda Rousey. You take all the belts out of the equation, so the the match either between Becky and Ronda or Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda is just about them wanting to beat each other up. Don't have to worry about titles being on the line, any of that stuff. So that takes care of that one potential problem where if Ronda walks to a match against Becky or Becky and Charlotte, odds are, well, two things. I don't want to see Becky or Charlotte move to Raw. So I think the women's division of SmackDown right now is awesome. Killer, yeah. And I want it to stay the same. Um, and also, going into that, if that were the case, Ronda holding the Raw Women's title, that would pretty much guarantee her victory. She'll probably win anyways, regardless. The other thing that frees up is for someone else to have a star-making turn in the Rumble, which I always really like. Give Ember Moon that shot, for example. Um, Bailey, somebody, give them an opportunity to win the Rumble Challenge for one of the women's titles. Um, I think it's kind of the best case scenario. And further down the line, it sets up horsewoman versus horsewoman. I, I, one small tweak to your situation there. I would say this. I would have Charlotte win the Rumble. Um, the to, fact to, to then challenge Oscar. I know. I, I get that. The Mania. fact that they're not doing Charlotte Ronda now makes me feel they're, they're leaning towards triple threat. That could be. That could be. But that can change. Yeah. It's seemingly every, every, every situation is fluid in the thing, the thing that I really like about having... Uh, I mean, I'd prefer Becky Ronda 101. That'd be my preference. Yeah, me too. I, this is, this is, these are the three matches that I'd love to see at Mania because none of them are kickoff matches. Sasha Bailey, 
for the Raw Women's title. I think it'd be killer. Ronda, um, Becky uh, for no title, like you said, and then uh, and then Charlotte Oscar. Those are none of them are kickoff matches. Nope. None of them should be kickoff matches. Nope. So yeah, that's what I like. Next, Ao Worm, Matt Chat Hall of Famer. Oh, best. Yes. Let's see what Ao Worm has to say. What's good, everybody? Ao Worm here with a Matt Chat question. Happy news, everybody. Let's get into it. All right. So my question for this week's Matt Chat is, guys, which which match would you rather see at Mania? Which one do you think would be more beneficial? Would you like to see Dean Ambrose versus John Cena for IC title with Cena picking up the title and thus making him a Grand Slam champion? Or would you much rather see some of the lines of Seth Rollins burning it down with Brock Lesnar for the Universal title? All right, guys. Let me know guys what you think. To Sweetheart Handshake, I'm out of here. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Oh, a Seth versus Brock. Come on. They're setting it up. That's the path we're on. Give Is that the s- path you want, though? Yes. Yeah, yes. No. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. Seth, he is he is the man on he's Raw. He is the man. Monday Night Raw is a good pun going on there. He's the MVP of Absolutely. WWE. He needs to challenge Brock for the universal title at Mania. He needs to vanquish the beast. He needs to take that universal title, bring it back on Raw on a weekly basis. Um, see what he can do as a face world champion. That's People the match I want to so see. Big oh too. gosh, yes. They pop. That's the match I want to see. That's the match we need to see. Seth being Universal Champion, the end of WrestleMania 35 needs to be the case. They're already saying Cena's greatest all time. He doesn't need the Intercontinental Title. He doesn't need to be a Grand Slam winner. It's 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 a minor footnote in his career. Yeah. The only other number that matters to him is 17, breaking Ric Flair's record. If it's not that, what's the point of it? There is no point. Finn should take on Dean at Mania and win the Intercontinental title. That should be the match for Dean. Yeah, I'll agree with that. There's not a whole lot of a reason for Cena and Dean at Mania. Not really a case here. Beyond, there's been little bits here and there. Like this past week on Raw, I like some of the Dean stuff. I think character-wise, the juxtaposition of Cena and what Dean is supposed to be or what he should be I think could make for an interesting story because Cena Cena is the guy who says every time somebody comes out, you say the same thing over and over again. Well, Dean kind of doesn't fit that mold. Yeah. Right. Dean doesn't really fit that mold because everybody who's trying to take down Cena is doing it to say, I took down Cena. Whereas I don't think if they, if they, if they book him right, Dean sort of isn't in that mold. Like, what does he care? He just wants chaos or whatever he's looking for, the main thing. I don't know what it is. Nobody really knows what it is. No, I don't think he knows. But I could see that response from Cena not really working on Dean Ambrose. So they could tell a different kind of story that maybe we haven't seen before with Cena. So that could be interesting. But you're kind of right. We don't really need to see that. But look, man, if, if you said, hey, Steve, what would you rather see? Cena, Dean, or Seth Brock? It's Seth Brock. And it happened, but on the... Seth would have to win that thing. Yeah, that's the he caveat. He would have to win that thing. That's the caveat. There. Because I mean, dude, look at look at what happens when Brock has a Seth level opponent. AJ Styles, Daniel last Bryan, year. killer match. Daniel Bryan, killer match. Yep, yep. That could be so much fun. Yeah, it could be something special. That could be a blast. Oh, next another match chat Hall of Famer Christian. Christian! Hey Steve, hey Larson, it's the Hall of Famer Christian here with a match chat question. My question for you guys today is. WWE filed for a trademark recently called Worlds Collide. 
my question to you guys is to wildly speculate as you all as you guys do the best what that could mean and what is the best possible meaning personally survivor series weekend nxt versus nxt uk that's just my personal take tell me what you guys think would be the best possible pay-per-view for worlds collide too sweet hearty handshake thanks guys thank you christian thank you christian uh, so, according to Christian, anyways, did you look this up? Did you fact check this one? I have not. WWE Worlds Collide, where two worlds come together and then they collide. Oh, no. I had a nightmare one time that uh, the moon collided into... Oh, yeah. Look at that. There it is. That the moon collided into the earth, and I saw it, and it just sort of made barely a rumble. Oh, dear. Yeah. I think it'd probably have more of an impact than just a little rumble. You would think so. We'd probably yeah. all be doomed, man. That wouldn't be good. So, anyways, uh, what do you? Th- so, what, is, what? Give us the so actual info. This is from info. SC Scoop. So, WWE's filed for several trademarks. Um, one of them is Worlds Collide, which they filed for wrestling purposes on January third. Other interesting recent trademarks. Again, this is from SC Scoops. Include Workhorse Open Challenge. That sounds silly. The Awesome One. This just sounds like the Miz. Yep. Uh, some of their more recent filings. WB Kitchen Smackdown Fashion Files. So they mentioned uh, other times Worlds Collide has been used in some sort of phrase for wrestling shows. There's a AAA show in LA in 94 that was called Worlds Collide, and ECW used it in 94 as well. All right. Well, anyways. Um, so you sort of stole my, like, when I, when I thought, I was like, okay, well, that would be perfect. And then I looked down at the document. And yeah, you I wrote, wrote it down first. You already wrote it down first, so I guess that's your answer. Oui. Um, I'm going to say this. I actually kind of like my answer better now that all I right, think about it. All right, all right. So WWE, um, they have working relationships with a variety of promotions across the world. Um, uh, All Elite Wrestling is not one of them. However, Yet. if you take the idea of the Cruiserweight Classic or the Mae Young Classic, except you extend it to promotions, mm-hmm. um, I think it could be really fun if you have, you know, WWE sends some of their best NXT, some of their best. But then you also have Evolve, some of their best. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, I mean, you can bring in NXT UK or you can have Progress. Mm-hmm. But you make an emphasis on all these other promotions. Let's say they partner up with uh, somebody in Mexico. I don't know who they would partner up with. Yes. CML yes. has a relationship with New Japan. AAA doesn't have a relationship with anybody besides like Impact. So they can, they can, they can work with some of these other promotions out there. Yes to sort of also foreshadow their global localization strategy um, and uh, test out some of these talents. I know they wanted to make a push into India. Uh, there's rumors of a, of a deal in China, perhaps, one of these big international arrangements. So they reach out and they have kind of a World Series uh, tournament where they get a bunch of promotions. They put on a big tournament, representatives from a bunch of different promotions. I think that's what when Worlds, Coll- or Worlds Collide should be be a pay-per-view spectacular where NXT invades the main roster and challenges them uh, at a pay-per-view event. They call it Invasion 2 when yeah, worlds, worlds Collide. Yeah, Worlds Collide. Because yeah. it's the world of NXT colliding with the world of main roster. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. And of course, Power Man 5000 is when Worlds Collide will have to score the entire event. Three hours straight of when Worlds Collide by Power Man 5000. That's good. I like that. That's good. Of course it's good. It's not good. It's great. Well, I like my idea better, to be honest with you. I like to see new. I like to see new. This is new. This is different. NXT invading uh, we, main roster. We it's know new. all those people, but we haven't. We never seen that. Yeah. Dream matches galore. Yeah, no, I like. We'll never idea. get any other way. 
Unless NXT invades Who's main the roster. Evolved champion, Austin Theory. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Right? He's in the tournament. All right. Loses in the first round. Oh, well. To Jack Gallagher. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Graham. First and last, World's Collide Tournament. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, who's who's the winner of world of my version of World's Collide Tournament? Who oh, was it's it? probably John Cena or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Graham Shane has a McMahon. question about Braun and uh, what the future looks like for him. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, Steve. Hi, Larson. My question this week is: Wait, with the Royal Rumble, it looks like Seth's going to win the Rumble and beat Brock at Mania. So where's she now? He's Braun because I feel like Braun's after losing all his momentum. And I don't know what he could do next. Too sweet. Hardy handshake. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Graham. Uh, do I go first? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, you, you said the NXT versus main roster. No, 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 I no, said, no, you no, said, no, no, I said, no, 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 you no. go first. I don't know, a few to Baron, maybe. <laughs> That's the worst answer. There was a TLC thing where it's supposed to happen to uh, Braun got hurt yeah. because of, Bron, of, of Baron, kind of. And, and so he might want to get some retribution, especially if. Baron interjects himself in the title match of the Rumble and costs Braun the match potentially. Sure, Baron. 20. I don't know. There's zero, especially after this this Monday night, Braun's got zero momentum to do anything of significance going forward. I kind of feel like 2018 was like a big year for Braun. 2019 is going to be the year of Braun spinning wheels. I, I get that feeling, man. He's got nothing going on for him. He's going to he's going to lose to Brock probably clean but you seem to th- you thought for Let me ask you this. Do you still think Baron's going to cost him that victory against a I mean, cost there him the really hasn't been any interaction between them of late so <laughs> right? There's been nothing. He's going to lose But then again, Braun really hasn't been on TV a whole lot. He's going to lose clean to Brock, man. That's going to happen. I think he's going to go straight to a big show celebrity wrangler type guy whenever they bring in like a Gronkowski Gronkowski type character. Braun's going to be the guy right there. I think that's that's the territory he's headed for. I don't know if those rumors about you know attitude problems backstage are a real thing or not. Oh, I don't but know. But he's being treated like it is. Mm-hmm. That promo on Monday killed him. Oh, that was terrible. Was not good. Not good. Hey, Beastie Boy, does your advocate's butthole get jealous of his mouth because he poops out of his mouth? No, the no for me it was really. <laughs> he, he, oh, oh, so bad. He was reciting his lines in his head, and it looked you could see on his lips. And he nodded. Oh, man. When he was ready. On. I know. That was a bummer. They shouldn't have done a split screen. That's what ruined it. That's what really ruined it. He, yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, next, Stephen M. Take it away, Stephen M. Much Irish linguistic expert Stephen M. Here with another match question. Now. Uh, looking at Drew's recent heel work, he's just the best heel I saw. I was wondering what people that have surprised you with their heel turns that uh, turned out being better than being a face. I'm, I currently I do not want to see Drew turn face because he's a fantastic heel. And then what edits should you make to others' heel turns to make them a bit better? Like just the likes of Dean and Bobby Lashley and the stuff like that. Too sweet. Early handshake. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Yeah. Go uh, ahead. Who had a surprisingly good heel turn? What, are you kidding me? This is the best heel turn of all time. And look, man, I crap all over the guy. It's great. It's Hulk Hogan. The greatest heel turn of all time. It reinvigorated a dead career because that dude was nobody cared. What was he fighting like the the Kevin Sullivan and his spooky guys before that? What are they called? Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, man. Nowhere. Lost to Big Show in a monster truck? No. No, he won the monster truck match. He won the monster truck match. It's Hulk Hogan. That guy had a completely second career, a revitalized career in the NWO after that. I was a big mark for him. You were? And he found out he said some really bad things. Then it wasn't. Now I don't want to see him again. But, man, that heel turn, biggest ever. I mean, it was the most impactful, yeah. Uh, in terms of just being pleasantly surprised, Seth, we turned on the shield. Because Dean was always the one who was doing the talking for the Shield. No one else really talked. And yeah, Seth would still do all sorts of awesome stuff in the ring. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. But it was like in terms of the character stuff, we weren't weren't really sure if he'd be able to pull it off. Because as I said, it was usually Dean who was the mouthpiece of the That's Shield. That's true. That's true. And then I think the pro, like the next week on Raw after he turned the Shield, he had a promo and it was awesome. Mm. And like wow, yeah. where is all this 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 acting ability, this character work been this whole time? Yeah. And he combined that with his still awesome ring work. Outstanding. It was a great run. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I just wish that the, the, the whole J&J and Kane stuff. It wasn't. Like, dialed back a little bit. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Next up, we got Bobby Mincy asking us about Survivor Series. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Bobby Mincy here, and I'm back with another Matt Chat question. Steven Larson with SmackDown heading to Fox and Raw being on USA and them being technically, obviously, competitor companies. And we've also heard that there might be less uh, sponsoring of Raw matches and superstars on SmackDown and vice versa. That got me thinking, will Survivor Series be 
null and void finally with them might not be doing Raw versus SmackDown? Or are we going to have like four Survivor Series matches, two for each uh, show? Um, seems a bit crazy, and truth be told, Survivor Series has been a for a while for me. So let me know what you guys think. Too sweet, hearty handshake, shoulder lane. See you guys. Thank you, Bobby Mincy. Thank you, Bobby Mincy. Oh, I got to go first. Nice. Uh, they can still do the brand warfare thing, even though the two brands are on different networks. We're just not going to see anything as lopsided as we saw last year. Where Raw no, swept. No, no. Um, it'll be what you know, like five, four, four, three. Whoever wins wins by one. If they choose to even go that route, they may not. But I don't think their decision is going to rest solely on the fact that uh, the competing brands are on different networks. I, here's here's one way you could do that. It, have an even number of mad. Don't like stop. Fo don't focus on on who won. On like the overall Survivor Series. Yeah, agreed. So what you would do is, and then you can have like the men's match <clears throat> and then the women's match. Put them kind of on equal playing fields where there is some sort of stipulation that's up for grabs. Like you know, winner of uh, the the men's match gets the number thirty. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. At the Rumble, yeah. and then whoever wins the women's match, I don't know, gets something else. Um, and then just split them. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to do. Mm -hmm. Just just 50-50 booking for Survivor mm -hmm. Series. You could do that. We've also seen, obviously, prior to the brand split this last time around, um, we've seen some compelling Survivor Series that didn't rely on brand warfare. I personally really... Survivor didn't. Series 98, there was, there was only one brand there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one where Dolph won. Uh, that was a good one, and that didn't rely on brand warfare. So um, you can tell some really good stories using the Survivor Series general idea. Um, it's just a matter of doing that. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I, I I hope that brand warfare continues. I do think that I I th I would have to believe that creatively speaking, um, WWE is going to have to kick it up a notch once they move uh, networks. Um, I think there's going to be a natural competition between the two, yeah. and. Uh, and yeah, so I think I think brand warfare could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it could be. Hopefully, they continue it. Yeah. Uh, next, another new Matt Chatter, Perry Smythe. Hmm. Let's see what Perry has to say. Hey, friendos, new patron Perry here, getting ready for Wrestle Kingdom, supporting my boy Jay White in this forty-degree Australian day. Uh, my question is: If Roman Reigns were to return at the Royal Rumble, should he return early in the Rumble and have a really good performance, but get eliminated eventually, or should he return at number thirty and go straight on to main event WrestleMania? Thanks, guys. Thank you, Perry. Thank you, Perry. You get to go first. All right. He comes out at number one and then wins the whole thing. Because that way, commentary endlessly will talk about his return, shocking uh, recovery. It'll just be the entire story of the hour-long rumble, which is what people want. And then Roman can have you know, a, a bunch of times when people are almost going to take him out, and then they don't. Uh, it'll just be all Roman. It'll be the Roman Royal Rumble. The Royal, the Royal Roman Rumble, whatever. The Roman Rumble. Yeah. So just the more Roman, the better once he comes back. Number Absolutely. 30. Number 30. Number 30. You get like two minutes of Roman. Yeah, that's fine. That's enough. Number oh, 30. Man. You need more than that. No, because you got to build anticipation throughout the match. Like they always do. Who's going to be the last one in? Who's going to be the last person in? Uh, everybody gets so hyped to, to find out who is the last well, person. this year we know who it is. Yeah, I know. I guess that could Our truth. hypothetically change. Um uh, Mike Wincina, surprise return at the Rumble. What what position? 30. And he won. That's how you do it. On this day, I see clearly. Yeah, I think Edge came out 30 and won too. 
Something like that. That's precedent. Yeah. That's how you do it. Nah, man. Number one. Numero uno. You know what bums me out? When they, like last night, or I'm sorry, on Monday when they were, they were talking about Finn, he came out at number two in the Rumble and lasted all the way till blah, blah, blah. Almost an hour, yeah. Well, two is the same exact one as, as one. one. I know. They mentioned the that about thing. Ray on SmackDown. That he oh, that's what I was thinking of. The number yeah, two I was position of Ray. and what yeah. the distance to win it, yeah. 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 It's the same as number one. Yeah, I know. Just say he was the first. He was one of the first two competitors in the match. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Number two. There is no number two. No, it's one and one. It's one and one. One and one. And then it goes to three. Yeah. Anyways. My guess. And if they if they knew that was going to be the case with Ray, why wouldn't they have had him come out at number one? Just get a couple extra seconds on the timer. Because you come out at one, you're introduced first, you're in the ring first. But then the match doesn't start until the bell rings, and then bells doesn't ring until both two competitors are in the ring. Right. So know. going into that match, maybe if just they because knew he was going to be Iron Man, then why wouldn't they have him number one so they can say? So the people who have Iron Man the Rumbles, HBK mm-hmm. when he came in at one, Mysterio at two, and didn't Benoit do it? Yeah, I think Benoit had like. Did a... he do it at the number one position or number two? I don't know. Number two sounds familiar, but I don't know. Maybe they just want to save that number one spot for Michaels. Yeah, that could. I don't yeah. know. Oh yeah, that could be. I don't that know. could be. That could I don't be. know. So only know. one person did it. <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. Next up, we've got a question from uh, Taco Dan. Hey, Stephen Larson. Taco Dan here with my first ever Matt Chat question. Uh, Hall of Fame season is coming up, and it got me thinking. Uh, I'm a big basketball fan, and I always uh, like how they include uh, foreign basketball players who never played in the NBA. So I was wondering, uh, do you think the WWE Hall of Fame will ever include uh, what, wrestlers from outside of the promotion, uh, like New Japan or Ring of Honor? Or even uh, wrestlers who had just a short stay in WWE, like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, for example. Uh, let me know what you think. Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Taco Dan. Thank you. So, I, I kind of get his point. So, here's the thing. They have done that. Yeah, they, they have, they have yeah. A, a thing called the Legacy Wing. Yeah. Where they'll induct uh, people who've had an impact on the industry didn't necessarily wrestle for WWE. El Santos in there. Uh, Hack and Schmidt. Just a couple of years ago. Uh, Ricky Carl- Dozen. Carlos Colon. Yeah. Well, he actually got a, a full induction. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ricky Dozen's in there, Luthez, um, a bunch of people who never wrestled for WB. So, they have done it. Generally, I think that, that honor is presented posthumously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as I – like, I don't believe – well, Antonio Inoki, I think, is in because he – because back in, in when he was wrestling, there was a lot of cross. Like, they'd have joint shows in New Japan and, yeah. and WB. Yeah. But I don't know if, like, I'll see if Giant Baba's in. Maybe he's in. I don't know. So, I mean, th- those are obviously, you know, from the past. They had sort of relationships with mm-hmm. WWE. One, but so I guess what Taco Dan's question is, let's say, for example, uh, uh, Tanahashi, right? Yeah. That dude's never, probably not going to go to the WWE. He's probably going to retire in New Japan. Um, is there the possibility that WWE would 20 years from now induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame? I really doubt it. Yeah. <clears throat> I really doubt it. For one thing, there's so much talent right now that the Hall of Fame is going to be pretty booked moving on. And on top of that, if you – yeah, I, I just I – don't, I don't see that happening. I just don't. Yeah, I don't either. If you've spent your entire career, like, okay, uh, Giant Baba, uh, uh, Anoki, they built their own promotions, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of different than just being a worker in a promotion for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't even had a cup of coffee in the WWE, mm-hmm. 
then you know mm-hmm. are they going to induct you? I just yeah. I don't see I don't see that happening um, unless of course and this is possible WWE buys New Japan Pro Wrestling twenty years from now then they'll start adding those roster members to their own Hall of Fame. Whoops. So yeah, potentially I could see that being the case if WWE acquires the company where you've had a Hall of Fame level career. You're a Hall of Famer now. Congratulations, you're a Hall of Famer. Zach S., uh, Hall of Famer. Talk about Hall of Famer. Zach S. has a question. Let's see what he has to say. What's good to see more than many friendos out there? It is your match at Hall of Famer Zach S. Coming at you with another match at question. Question this week is Stephen Larson. Sally, we know that there's only so much time in NXT, and that's such a sad reality. So the question for, for the year of 2019, which top NXT or potentially top NXT star is sort of going to be lost in the shuffle not going to have that sort of that push and that time to showcase their true talent in NXT. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to go out on a limb here. A very high profile guy that I, I will probably have a fantastic NXT career, probably be there for a while. But given that they had him lose against Lars Sullivan, uh, maybe not. Keith Lee. There's a lot of talent on NXT right now. I could see Keith Lee having a cup of coffee in NXT, which apparently that wasn't my favorite phrase. Uh, being in NXT for a short time, uh, having a couple of good wins, but yeah, losing when appropriate to big names that they want like to have a heavier presence in NXT, and then moving on to SmackDown. He feels like a SmackDown guy. I could see that maybe being the case. It's interesting. They haven't really done a whole lot with them yet. And they haven't. They haven't, which kind of makes me think, uh, maybe Keith Lee. It's kind of a similar situation, although it's a bit different recently with EC3. Yeah. Um, if EC3 just hadn't apparently been called up or was on his way, he would be my pick. Yeah, sure. Because he's on NXT TV sporadically. He hasn't really been in a long-term program except for this most recent thing, kind of with Undisputed Era. And I'm getting the feeling that Keith Lee is being kind of treated the same way as EC3 when he came in. Um, I'm just getting that feeling. Like, it's been a little while, and they haven't really done much. Yeah. I'm going to go with Punishment Martinez, though. That's a good one, too. Um, So he lost his debut match to Matt Riddle. He's probably going to disappear off TV for a little while, get a bit of a repackage. Um, get him ready for his push in NXT. But I have a feeling it could be a situation where he's on TV a little bit. They're like, oh, we need we need a, a, a you know a, a big man on Raw or SmackDown. Call it Punishment Martinez. Mm-hmm. That's a dude who could spend, well, he's going to be in WWE for three years, though. You know, that's a long time mm-hmm. between now and then and end up in AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see that maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Another dude, he's been around for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, two good answers. Next, and finally, Christopher Rappersod has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Good morning, Stephen Larson. So my question is, does David Arquette deserve all the hate for killing WCW? Was it really his fault? I don't think it was. I think he was in a tough spot and he didn't blame for no reason. He tried to redeem himself. But I think it's Vince Russo's problem. So my question is, is, does David does David Arquette deserve all the hate he gets? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, does David Arquette deserve? No, oh, man. No. no, I feel bad with that. He guy. was a, a symptom, not the cause. Yeah. Um, really, they were they were booking week to week, no vision, just trying to. When you say pop they, ratings, you mean? oh, Vince Russo. Thank you. Creative. 
Um, pop ratings. I mean, Vince Russo himself said David Arquette cut in the front cover of USA Today, like as if that's justification to put the belt on him. Right. By all accounts, David Arquette was not into it. Um, he didn't want. He didn't want to have the title. He understood how ridiculous an idea that was. Um, and and in the end, he donated all his all his all the money he made from that. It's my understanding. The family of draws, I think. I mean, and the family of draws and Pillman, I think. Yeah. yeah. So he made the best out of the situation, I guess, that he felt he could. Um, but no, he doesn't deserve blame for the end of WCW. There's 15 more reasons or other reasons you could name. But it, again, that was just a symptom of what Vinso was was doing, his philosophy in terms of booking the show. As you get older in life, you start to realize that there's really only one person who will look out for your best interests, and that's you. And DTA. Chances are. Exactly. And chances are he was probably like, well, they think it's best, so I, I should be fine, right? No. 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 Uh, and he found that out. And I guess if you want to look at the plus side of things, he's building a magnificent career, seemingly having a lot of fun when he's not doing death matches in the indie ranks. Oh, he's right in now. great shape right now. And he's he's in great he's shape. In great shape. And he's really trying to repair that image that pro wrestling fans have of him mm-hmm. as being and I'll be honest with you, like given that pro wrestling fans these days are a lot more tuned into what's going on in the independent circuit, I think he's succeeding, mm-hmm. you know, at least in in their minds. Mm-hmm. Um so uh so no, I don't think he deserves any of the blame for that one. Uh you know, he probably went into that thinking, well, they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. so this will be fine. Or even there's probably that, and then if he says, well, okay, well, there's an opportunity for me to, to, to raise some money for some causes that I think are worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And probably part of it, too, is like, oh, there's a movie I'm forced to promote, even though it's been in theaters for weeks already. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? But again, they probably know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, you just figure, man. You just you go into something, and you just figure... I mean, you and I, we've been in that situation before where it's like, oh, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Yeah, these people are in positions of authority and they must know what they're doing. <laughs> right. Oh. No. Nobody knows what Ooh. they're doing, man. That's another thing to learn late in life. Nobody knows what they're doing. And with that, uh, thank you again for another wonderful episode of Going In Raw Matt Chat. Yeah. Thanks to all our patrons out there. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. we got a, a bunch of great rewards here. There are all sorts of bonus content for you guys. Uh, check it out starting at the $1 mark. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.